are about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. George also gets it caught in his jowls and then just like leaves a trail of food like everywhere. For the record, we're talking about George Stephanopoulos. Get those jowls fixed, George Stephanopoulos. They're just holding you back. And if you're just joining us, you are tuned into the Worst Gig Ever podcast. I'm your host, Mike Pace. And I'm your host, Jeff Carlock. And together we co-host <laughs> this great podcast about the worst gigs from across the fields of the universe of entertainment. How's that? That's perfect. It's wonderful. And this week we have BuzzFeed senior editor Katie Natopoulos on the program. She's got some good pre-computer era worst gig, which, yes. which she goes into great detail about. Great summer job, if you will. Yes, the, the the ultimate bad summer job. Exactly. And if you're if you're not familiar with Katie's work, she has some hilarious blogs. I'll just I'll just wrap some names to you: Midtown Street Style, Stand Up Style. Me and Fred Durst, this cold is kicking my ass, TurboTax hell, hot chicks misidentifying as nerds, A.O. Scott zingers. Is <laughs> there basically any, any fun Tumblr that you might have seen and you didn't know who did it? She probably did it. These are all Tumblr sites. They're hilarious. It is 21st century comedy. To the max. 21T. Katie Natopoulos, that last name is spelled N-O-T-O-P-O-U-L-O-S dot com. She's also on BuzzFeed. She is very funny on Twitter. We talk all about weird Twitter. We talk about the whole world of this 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 new frontier. It is. Uh, the Wild West of the Internet. Speaking of frontiers. Hey, I think I'm the first person who's ever called th- the uh, the Internet the Wild West. I think mark we, it down. I think we should we should market that. But speaking of something else that we need to mention, today, the day that we're recording this, uh, some sad news has come in. We found out that Men's Warehouse CEO George Zimmern has been unceremoniously let go from his position. We don't have all the details right no now. No explanation, it seems to be. It's, it's a straight up get out of here. And, and it's, a, it's a shock. It's a shock it, to it all a, of us It is here. a shock because you're going to love the way you look when you listen to the podcast. And clearly we want to thank George for helping us come up with that. Bless him. Um, Bless him and his crazy we are toupee. Do you have any men's warehouse stories just right off the bat? Any memories? You know, once I had to go to a funeral for my great aunt, and I went to a men's warehouse and got the one suit that I own. Really? Yeah. So you own a, a, a men's warehouse? And yeah, suit. I do. It's the only suit I own, and I had to get it because, as my father said, I'm not going to have you showing up in a flannel wow. and a hoodie. And I was like, well, yeah, I wouldn't, but thank you for thinking of me. Yes. Because if there's one place I'm going to go when I need a suit, it's got to be men's warehouse. Right. Because, as we all know, you're going to like the way you look. His hair really was weird. <laughs> it was, was in a sense, too. There was something. And look, he's not, he's not dead, people. Don't, don't worry. Oh, he's breaking dead. news. He died. Oops. 
I was going to say he's going to be fine, but listen, well, I guess we're never going to get him on the podcast. It's but a shame. We have Katie Antopoulos on this week. We also have plenty of other fine guests. Go to worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. That's our own Tumblr page. Exactly. Find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Facebook. What else can we say? But you're going to like the way you look when you listen. You're also going to like the way you look when you check out our individual Twitters. Oh, that's right. At G Garlock and... At Mike E. Pace. Let's just hop right into this one. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. No, you could have. See, my worst gig... Was was a job, a short term job, because um, I quit after two weeks because it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> and it was the um, summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college, um, and I had gone home to live with my parents for the summer um, in suburban Boston, and uh, I ended up. I had a lot of trouble finding a job. You know that summer, it's always hard to get a summer job. You of course, know, like, yeah. yeah. People don't want to hire you just for the summer, and you know, I didn't have any like waitressing experience, um, which is sort of the perfect summer job. But uh, anyway, so I ended up answering an ad like out of the newspaper. Penny saver, perhaps? yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, this is also. I'm trying to think what year this would have been. This would have been the year 2000. Okay. Right. So, you know, the internet wasn't... I don't, Still dial up. I don't yeah. think Craigslist really existed. So, like, if you wanted to get a job, you were literally just yeah. looking yeah. in the newspaper at, like, job listings. Um, and so I answered an ad for um, some sort of, you know, front office receptionist kind of thing. And they were like, well, we're not looking for someone for the summer, but we do have an opening. It turns out our front desk is actually operated by this company that is a larger company that runs mainly parking garages. And we do have an opening in this parking garage. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, And so the parking garage was outside a sort of new mini mall slash movie theater that they had built right next to Fenway Park. Uh-huh. So they did parking mainly for the movie theater that was there. And then there was like a bed, bath and beyond. Right. Um, and that was like the only other store. And then they did Fenway parking. So like Friday and Saturday nights or whenever there was a game, they, you know, did all it was this. packed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was my worst gig ever because... <laughs> Unsurprisingly, working as like the, and I would sit in the little like toll booth, you know, that you pay uh-huh. when you're exiting. Oh, yeah. so you're, okay, so you're outside. In yeah. The you're the one collecting the, yeah. collecting the dough. Yeah. And so, like, I had worked, you know, this wasn't like my first job or anything. I had worked sort of menial service industry jobs. But the thing with those is that, like, it sort of worked like food counter service. Mm-hmm. Um, people are always like really happy to be like, you know, getting ice cream. That was like right. my first job. I was like in an ice cream shop. They're like really happy, you know, like sure. There's like customer service issues. People get angry about whatever, but sure. they're receiving like they went for a yeah, yeah. gift for a yeah. gift of deliciousness. Yeah. Like the, the sort of, you know, the baseline for your average day of customer interaction is going to be pretty pleasant. Right. And I think the same if you're probably like, working in like at the gap or right. something, you know, people go into a store, they're happy to be shopping for clothes. You know, they're, it's, it's a positive transaction. Right. Um, but if you were, I don't know if you guys have ever 
parked. But everybody <laughs> Tell me more hates about this. parking. Yes. And moreover, everybody hates paying for parking. So no matter what kind of situation is going on, whoever is handing you money for their parking is very pissed off to be doing so. Right. Like they are having a terrible customer experience. <laughs> you know, even if everything is going according to plan, they're just mad that they have to pay yeah, for parking. Right. Um, and so it was just sort of like these grinding eight hour shifts of like people just being so like mean and grouchy. Um, and it was, it was, it was really brutal. Um, did you have to wear like a uniform or a? I wore a, yes. Um, it was like a polo shirt that was like had the company logo on it. Um, and I also, there was, I had um, a really mean boss, and he was this sort of, I'm trying to, like, describe this guy. He was sort of like a middle-aged white guy with red hair and, like, weird, you know, the kind of glasses that the guy with the stapler in office space wears? Yeah, like, yes. wire, glasses. wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the but big... kind of Koresh. Yeah. 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 So, like, the, the strong bar across the top. Definitely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, like, an 80s style in the year 2000 would still be. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Still wearing wider frames. Jeffrey Dahmer. Ironically, yeah. yes. Yeah. And he was, like, he was just kind of, he was just, like, terrible in a lot of weird ways that I hadn't experienced before. Of, like, he was a little bit, like, a little pervy, you know? Like, <laughs> um, and then also once he yelled at me, I guess not yelling, but sort of strongly reprimanded me because I had sort of, you know, so the shirt that they had given me was this like, you know, men's Enormous. XL yeah. polo right. shirt. And so I would wear it just over whatever, you know, it was the summertime, it was hot. Yeah. So I would wear it like over like a t-shirt or a tank top or something. Right. And so I was, I didn't necessarily like wash it every day or anything. So I was wearing it over a shirt and it was like so big. It felt yeah. like this like giant Actually thing. getting dirty. And I would just sort yeah. of, you know, I would take it off at the end of the day and crumple it up and put it in my bag. And then one day he was like, you know, your shirt is a little crumpled looking. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, cause I just crumpled it, just toss it in my bag or whatever. I don't know. And he was like, look, around here, we, Keep our shirts looking Presentation nice. is everything. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. representing the company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was, that was pretty bad. And then it also got bad because when there would be Red Sox games and I worked a lot of night shifts, sort of like I wouldn't work the overnight shift, which right. was like too scary, but I would work maybe until like 11 or midnight. Um, and my parents hated this because they, you know, were like, scared for my safety which right. was like not really but yeah. they're definitely like i would be out in this booth and then like just sort of like hordes of drunk people would sure, sort of yeah. walk by and like because you got fenway fans you yeah. got Lansdowne, yeah club people who yeah. are a nightmare oh, on yeah. a friday night yeah. uh, it's a recipe for disaster yeah mm-hmm. you got boston hardcore kids going down there to fight the club kids <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, it's a terrible All mix the FSU of people. guys are parking in this. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'm going to go beat this guy up. So if you can, I'll just be back in an hour. Okay. So, so, I mean, are you literally in the booth? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you, is, is it claustrophobic? I've never been in one of those. I actually, I don't, I mean, no, I don't really get claustrophobic. I, uh-huh. I kind of more like, I'm the person who likes the bottom bunk. Like, I kind right. of like being in a little like, like, I'm like, look at me in my cottage. Yeah. <laughs> and is there, are you, what are you doing to pass? I mean, do you just have to be uh, like alert at all times? You can be like doing the crossword puzzle. Like, do you listen to radio? I think, I'm trying to think if I listen to radio. I think actually I did have a radio in there. I think I had a radio. 
Um, but I probably couldn't listen to CDs or anything, like probably just the radio. Yeah. But I read, I read books. I remember I read, I think, all of Catch-22 there. Which <laughs> <A great> <laughs> is like a really strange choice to... <laughs> right. And so it, it became uh, clear uh, very quickly that this was not something that was going to last very long for you. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, was, I was happy to leave when it was, when it was time. I, had, I think... Did you go in for a two-week bid, or did you... No, I had meant to work for the summer, but then I think during that time, another job materialized uh -huh. that was like, you know, filing papers in a law firm or something. Right. It was much easier. Um, so, I mean, I, what's interesting is that we're talking about, at the time, I because I remember this, you print out your resume on like mm -hmm. nice paper, yeah. and drop, I mean, and it was really this kind of Luddite... Stone Age. I had a I've, I had a ream of resume it, paper sitting in my closet for five years because such, I needed it for two pages. And it was yeah. such a pain in the ass to apply for jobs. Yep. To like, I, I can't even imagine how our parents mm -hmm. or people that were doing this in the nineties, like just you'd find the listing, you'd have to mail it in. No, you'd sometimes you would have to fax oh, it in. All right. And Which, that I remember was really frustrating. Like, I, faxing in resumes was still popular for the next couple yeah. years probably yeah. like, and that was you know i didn't have a i think my parents had a fax at home so that was fine but i remember you know being in you know once i was back in college or whatever having to like go to the yeah. kinkos to fax you yep. know stand yep. there faxing my resume i remember right around the time like going to my dad's office mm -hmm. and like i would have found the listings and i could type up my resume and right. the cover letter and then i had to change every cover letter print out each one keep track of them and then fax i i am of the mindset that the fax machine was obsolete like the day it came out. <laughs> it has never, I don't think I've ever smoothly sent a fax without a problem. Once. No, never. There's always, there's always, faxes are the worst. They are the worst. Um, Agreed. But that, that brings up a whole interesting point because uh, of everything that you do on the internet, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and your specific brand of comedy on the internet. In the year 2000, or like, what was your relationship? Were you, um, what was your relationship to like America Online and the internet in those, that nascent period? Um, I, not, not much, I guess. Cause partly there wasn't, I mean, unless you were like into some weird Usenet kind of stuff, right. there wasn't that much to look at. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't even, this was, this, I remember this year, was I couldn't even log into my um college email without I'm trying to even think of it was like Telnet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I what college you go to? NYU. Okay, yeah. I went to BU mm -hmm. and we had And that's what everyone used. Yeah. And and Telnet. I remember like I remember yeah. having like my head was gonna explode because I yeah. could not figure out how to do it not yeah. on my computer that I yeah. had set up once. Yeah, exactly. Uh and yeah, because I and, and it wasn't until I graduated that I got a regular email that I still didn't use that often. Yeah. Um uh yeah, it did nothing was easy. No, no. But I, uh, but I mean, personally, like I remember getting the internet probably in '96, '97. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dial up. It was in the laundry. Our, our the computer was in the laundry room, and getting into AOL like yeah. very quickly and figuring out kind of like AOL chat rooms. Yeah, no, but figuring out like the lingo and kind of mm -hmm. how it worked and how to make jokes like via chat. Right. Which is kind of I think the beginning of 
you know, what, mm-hmm. what has become right. you know, Twitter and, <coughs> excuse me, all of these things. Right. So were you not doing that kind not of thing? Not really. I mean, you, you know, like I had America AOL, I guess in like middle, middle school. Um, and like. My mom still has it. Still paying for it. <laughs> really? Yep. She's, keep... she's their core business. Yeah, I know. Yeah. God bless her. I told her to get off and she will sticks to it. No. Um, cool mom 69. Still going strong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was not. I, a, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really. Yeah, I just wasn't. I used it sort of like I liked the chat rooms. That was fun because you would like talk to strangers, and that was sort of really exciting. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, Do you have any specific chat rooms you went into? You know, I probably went into like you know the teen chat room or right. something, and like <laughs> was like what's up? I don't know. It was kind of like fun. Like you like talk to boys oh, and yeah. stuff, sure. and like that, that was that was cool. But I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't that into it. I I sort of felt. I remember the experience being very confusing as to whether you were on the internet or whether you were within the LEOL realm, right. sort of. Right. Um, yeah, there were definitely two very distinct things. Yeah, except that for a while it sort of wasn't. Like, internet was just a different feature of mm-hmm. AOL, yeah. the yeah. same way a chat room was a feature right. of AOL. Like, yeah. they seemed, you know, indistinguishable. But it was almost right. like there was something more instantaneous about the uh, chatting versus, mm-hmm. like, searching documents. Yeah. Right. Online or leaving a message on a message board and then waiting for a response. Definitely. And I, I wanna I wanna get into that whole thing about, you know, kind of the cult of weird Twitter and all mm-hmm. that stuff and how there's a direct through line to like the, you know, the immediateness. Yes. Um but I don't know, it's it's for the stuff that the stuff that you were doing so well on on Tumblr and Blogspot, mm-hmm. like your blogs, and uh, we'll link them if people don't well, know. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> But it, to me, it's and I it gets it gets tricky when you're trying to dissect humor and trying not to do sure. that. But to me, it's like a really sophisticated um, brand of comedy that is like a very is like a 21st century thing mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, based on you know you as this kind of uh, archivist of material and you know grouping it uh, you know in terms of one thing or another. And yeah. I, I didn't mean to deflate like anything there, <laughs> but I was just curious if you could talk to like how that's how coming up with any number of the you know the tumblers getting involved with Tumblr kind of before the the big mm-hmm. like w- w- were you working someplace and you were bored and you're just like looking through stuff so, like how does what's the yeah. genesis of all this? Yeah, yeah. was genesis like most things of boredom at a job? Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. So I guess this this you know this terrible job was. Um, my was sort of early on in my college career, and then I had a job later, um, working at the front desk of the. This was a great gig, like best gig <laughs> ever. Uh, it was. I worked the like afternoon evening shift as the front desk person for the NYU television station. Oh, but NYU the tev- television station closed at like six p.m. So Bob no one Cat came in. TV. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. As a fellow uh, alum, I. Uh, <laughs> Closed circuit television at its finest. <laughs> yes. um, so sometimes they ran the like adult like night school classes mm-hmm. from the like studio, but for the most part, like no one came into the office because it was like the business hours were shut. But there was a lock on the door, so basically my only job was to open the door in case anyone happened to ring the door, which like never happened. Right. So I just sat there and like you know I would do my homework, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nerd. But, uh, oh, but you know, I had, I had a computer and yeah. so to sort of just pass the time, like that's sort of when I had, you know, six hours to just sit on the internet right. with literally nothing to do, but sort of like 
poke around. And that's sort of when, sort of when Google started existing, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is like 2000. I mean, it started existing earlier, but like this would be like 2001, it really 2002. really came into the public consciousness. Right. Maybe. And, um, and th- it was really fun to use then because you could, there was so little on the internet right. that like, you would get a lot of interesting results. Like now, like Google, I don't know, like if you search for like Mike, you're yeah. going to get like, I don't know. Michael Jordan, probably. Yeah. Right. Or like the whole first <laughs> well, yes, page Michael results Jordan are like not going to be anything weird. But, right. you know, sort of back then, like you would get, you would just get like, this is Mike's homepage. And it's yeah. like some weird guy <laughs> right. or something. So, and I loved like using like the, I was able to like do a lot of searching. I loved using, I don't even know if they still have this um, product, but it searches within university domains. Oh. And so you could search, cause you know, like, you know, nyu.edu, and then you could only search within that, which I guess like you would just now use the site, you know, sure, right. colon search. But somehow it was like different. And, um, you know, a lot of people had, their own sort of university pages where they would maybe not post everything, but they had, they would use this sort of file storage. So then you could just go into people's like directories and find all their pictures and stuff. And so like, I would just like pick colleges and then like (laughs) search around for like party or like Mike, and then just like eventually find my way into someone's like stash of pictures or something. And that was (laughs) so much fun. And I really, I really loved like being a creep. This is just for you at this point. There's no place for. There's no way for you to take these photos and. Right. I would. I would send them to my friends, and I would be like, "Guys, look at this! What?" (laughs) And like, it just. I mean, it was like half snooping and half like you know getting some material to make my friends laugh. Right. Um, As before, we've all given away our personal information to everyone who (laughs) wants to look at it at all times. There's a little bit more of a uh, cachet to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's sort of, that was about the time when I started actually, like, thinking the internet was kind of fun, Mm -hmm. um, was when I sort of realized that I could search around for weird stuff and then make my friends laugh with it. Um, And I guess sort of, I mean, you're right that there's sort of, you know, there's such a language to you know, how people talk on those things that, you know, I wasn't really that into the internet. I mean, only vaguely sort of (laughs) used it in normal ways. Um, but I sort of got, I sort of under started to understand that a little bit more, that language, I guess. Just as a tangent from working at uh, NYU TV, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think we didn't really overlap. I think I graduated a couple, I graduated in 01. Um, then we would have, I graduated in 03. Oh, okay. Okay. And we were the same major, weren't we? So, uh, Gallatin individualized study? Oh, no. Was that your maiden? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought, um. Get it together, Mike. Wait, were you Gallatin? No, I was in Tish for Cinema Studies. Oh. But isn't that what Dan did? That was what, uh, Andy Adler, friend of the show, and you can listen oh, to his okay. episode. He yeah. was a Cinema Studies major. I know that. And for some reason, I thought that you were too. No, I. I like you a lot less now. I, I'm sorry. Well, I thought we had this in common. I studied cinema, but not officially. I'm a big <laughs> movie buff. But I was just a little tangent, because I, I want to touch on wrestling in a bit too. Okay. We just had Colt Cabana mm-hmm. on the show, and which is great. For the listener, just blew <laughs> I my took mind. it up. Just blew my own mind. Well, um, if if you don't mind, that actually reminds me of when I said that I was not interested in the internet before. That is actually the one way that I used it, and I think <laughs> because like I wasn't in high school, I wasn't that into it because I think you can only be into it if you have like an interest. Like right. if you're really uh-huh. into sports, like a lot of people I knew like 
they followed like some sports message boards right. or something. Specific but, like, need or specific yeah, or purpose. like or the I, movie I Halloween, like yeah. I use the internet for most of the time <laughs> to read about right. Halloween. Trivia. Yeah, fan pages for the movie Halloween. Yeah, so you... or like if you were like a big fan of like the Backstreet Boys right. or some like live yeah. journal right. stuff, and I, I that didn't appeal to me except. When I, you know, when I got into college my freshman year and I finally had, you know, the T1 line for the first time in my life, like that, that's also really when things change. Like, yeah. um, but I was also incredibly into wrestling at this yeah. time in my life. Like this is 1999, so this like is prime Stone Cold uh, Steve yeah. Austin, The Rock. Right. Attitude Era. Yeah, way. Attitude Era. Um, <laughs> and I would read wrestling blogs, except that this is like, you know, before the term blog, but they sure, were, right. they were wrestling websites that updated, you know, several times a day with new links to like new news stories. And, um, I read that was like all, that was the thing I was most interested in. <laughs> right. Was just constantly reading these well, it's wrestling fu- websites. It's funny that you say that because what I was going to say is that, and having you worked when you worked at NYU TV, I remember watching mm-hmm. NYU TV. I'm, I can't say for sure that it was on NYU TV, but there were you, know, you got a certain number of channels. Mm-hmm. We had a small TV, and I would I remember they would always show my freshman year. So it was ninety seven. They would show the promo commercial for ECW <laughs> Born to be Wired Sabu versus Terry Funk in oh, the barbed God. wire match but they would just show the commercial and it was like you know an, a minute long and right. they didn't, and it was so mysterious and you're like oh my god this is the most violent thing I've ever seen and then it was really before you know it was cl- it was before YouTube it was before mm-hmm. you could like look up this is still when people were had VCRs sure. and VHS tapes um, so I always remember, I would watch, I'd see that commercial and I'd get like that weird feeling and I'm like, oh my God, these guys are killing each other. <laughs> um, without having a real, like, I'm not going to spend, you know, $39.99 on a VHS tape. <laughs> Crazy. Without, ha- without having that, like, the, the outlet for instant gratification of like being able to look it up and see what this actually was. Right. And that didn't happen until. Have you looked that that match? Out? Well, I have watched the okay, match since good. then, and it's actually for what it is, it's, it's, a pretty it's good worth match. watching for that kind of thing. <laughs> but that brings to mind the T that what you said about the T one connection, which was a big deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because prior to that, I mean, I think when I started college, it definitely wasn't dial up, but it was not, you know. Yeah. Again, but it was still you were using. The oh, I were dial up. Well, just I mean, even the yeah, we were at least. I mean, also yeah, we never went past dial up at college. But and it was amazing that it was like it was always on, right? You know, as opposed yeah. to at your parents' house where you have to be like, get off the phone, right? Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. dial up, yeah. right? <laughs> I think we had dial up still at uh, the Cobra Pit, the bachelor, my bachelor apartment for many years. Dial up was uh, look for many places today still. It was a nightmare. Actually, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that's if that's. Yeah, I don't think you can't get it anymore. So then, is it the idea that like a site like Tumblr or Blogspot, where mm. it is kind of you know website made easy, website mm-hmm. making made easy, the kind of thing that that spurned you to spurned wrong word. Spurned yeah, it works you, though. That that inspired you to then like, oh well, maybe I can make a blog of pictures of me and Fred Durst, or, you know, <laughs> right. or like my personal favorite stand up style. You know, like, I do like stand-up. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> actually, the Midtown, Midtown style is also... The Midtown style, I'm actually considering um, overhauling because I, I used to work in Midtown for mm-hmm. about five years and then I don't work in Midtown anymore. I work in the Flatiron District. Yeah. And so it's not technically Midtown no. anymore. And right. so, you know... Yeah. 
Midtown and, Street Style, was that? Yeah, a Midtown fa- Street Style. Fashion from the New York's hottest <laughs> neighborhood or something. Yeah. But it's the idea that you were able to easily... I mean, are you like a tech person in terms of like understanding code and all that shit? Or is it more of like, oh, with this, with Tumblr or blogs, but I can easily put this out there? Um, no, I'm not. I, I have some like basic fluency that I've garnered over the years. Um, you know, I can help my parents set up their computer. <laughs> right. Um, no, I mean, the thing with like Tumblr, I mean, you know, honestly, like when I, my first blog that I set up was a blog spot. And that honestly was kind of hard to set up. Like it, yeah. I remember the, the thing that was most difficult was I bought a domain name and, uh, this was a bird, a blog about bird watching. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I bought a domain name, birdinglife.com. And I was super excited about this. And setting up the blog spot to redirect to the domain was incredibly yeah. difficult. Um, and I think that even to this day, it's still set up in a kind of like half-assed manner where it's like you have to type in blog.birdinglife.com. Right. Like you can't, like I could not get it to read, like I couldn't get it to redirect to the web, to the URL without never auto update. No. I mean, like it was just a mess. It was not um, intuitive right. at all. Yeah, it was like, really, really Certainly difficult. not Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah, the like, you know, their blogspot requires like so many elements that you have to customize. I mean, you don't have to, but right. like you kind of do and like It's all very conf- I remember taking intro to computers in college mm. with the sole purpose of learning how to make web pages and that was the one assignment I skipped yeah. because you were allowed because I was feeling lazy. <laughs> uh and so I never alert because I was just like this is kind of like math. Or a new yeah, language, yeah. and I'm terrible at languages. Speaking it just of NYU, felt so crazy. At, in the Galvin School of Individualized <laughs> Study, which I went to, you could take a computer art class to Ooh. count as your math class. Oh. Which I did. How <laughs> did that so, work out? So, it, how it worked out, I haven't taken a math class or a foreign language or a social studies class since high school. Yeah. So not very well at all. Yes. <laughs> if I have any so You're well regrets. prepared for the world. Um, um, well, I, I took a computer. I took one computer science class in college mm-hmm. because it was sort of around the time where I was, you know, I had this job where I was on the computer all day. And I sort of thought that I sort of it was like, you know, intro to computer science or something. And right. I was under the impression that this was going to give me all sorts of like insight on to like how to like, you know, th- there was a lot of confusing things about using a PC yeah, sure. Less now, but like things that I thought that it would be more like how to use a computer. Right. <laughs> and it ended up being just all how to program C++, uh, which is not that useful in any practical sense sure. outside of programming yeah. C++. Um, right. I mean, it did teach me a little bit about, you know, it's easy to take that knowledge and transfer it to HTML kind of knowledge, which I guess has been helpful. But um the, like the my final like assignment or something, I, I think was like you create a game that's like a game of blackjack, mm. and like how boring, like how terrible. <laughs> right. But I remembered I did I sort of the one thing that was fun was I could the game of blackjack was a little bit hard. I'll be <laughs> honest, partly because I don't really understand how the rules of blackjack work. Sure. <laughs> the thing that probably could that help. Basic it's knowledge awful, first, yeah. but I could I used the C plus plus to program like quiz games for my friends that would like always end in like you're a dirty fart or something Uh you know (laughs) something like that that was kind of fun but yeah but i i guess that that's sort of like how i i mean that's about the the level your level of yeah and like it's i mean i i'm better now just because i use html a lot more and 
I don't know, I use computers all day and stuff. But. Right. Well, what was the gig situation prior to BuzzFeed where you essentially you're, you're working on all of these blogs, mm-hmm. uh, you're working in Midtown, Midtown street style, all this stuff. Um, how, how, is it just a, is it a computer based job where you just have all the, you know, all of this time to kind of multitask essentially? Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually pretty good. I had, I worked at, I was pretty good about not blogging on the job. <laughs> I sort of did that, you know, at night in my free time. Um, largely because I didn't want anyone in my office to like know that I was doing this. Sure. So I didn't want anyone to like walk up behind me and see what was on my screen <laughs> right. or something. And like, like, hey, what's that? Um, what was that Martin Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was working, I worked at New Line and then it got absorbed into Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working in their e-commerce department, which was their, they sell like merchandise and DVDs mm-hmm. through their website. Um, so that, I mean, that was working sort of within, you know, I wasn't doing the most technical kind of stuff in terms of actually building the sites, but you know, I filed a lot of bug reports. I, um, you know, interfaced with the uh, technical team a lot. Gotcha, to gotcha. Talk to them through about issues that uh, customers were having and things like that. Some improvements, enhancements, stuff. You know, very exciting stuff. <laughs> pretty um, cool. Pretty cool. But so you know, so just by you know working for a website, I guess I sort of you know, even though I wasn't actually like, you know, programming it or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, right, you just sort of. And so you're, you know, you're. I'm assuming you're doing this stuff kind of to make you and your friends laugh. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, beca- it's it becomes easy to just create, especially with Tumblr, to create mm-hmm. these sites, and then like they start getting traction just through however the web works. Yeah, exactly. And so I, mean, I still haven't figured out. <laughs> like, that's that is the key. Yeah, how the web. Um, so it does. How does BuzzFeed get involved? Is is there a uh, what's the correlation? Um. I mean, I think the BuzzFeed, when they were, you know, hiring a bunch of new people, um, I knew Dory Shafir, who um, was had just started there, too. Um, and she knew that I had done all these blogs. And in essence, a lot of them were just like, here's a funny idea for a bunch of pictures of one thing. And right. um, that's kind of what BuzzFeed did at the time. Doesn't necessarily do so mm. much anymore. But um so they were kind of just like, what if you did these things not as a separate Tumblr and did them just as a post? And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, that is the... Sold. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. I and mean, that's the, the dream of being able to get paid to what yeah. you were doing I mean, anyways. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's sort of incredible because I was like, you want me to do this all day long? Right. Okay. (laughs) Really? Um, yeah, it was really weird starting there at first because I kept like having these moments of panic where like, oh, I'm supposed to be working on something else. Right. And then being like, no, no, it's okay. Like, I can't just keep looking at like these dumb pictures or like my boss isn't going to walk by and be like, why are you on Twitter? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know. But I what, th- what a dream come true it's, to did get you, to do your hobby for a living. Before uh, before BuzzFeed, like, did you ever have it, like, in the back of your brain, uh, in the back of your mind? Because, you know, there was, like, a period. I, I feels like it doesn't happen as much, but it mm-hmm. was the, like, the book into uh, the yeah. book from Tumblr world. Where yeah. I remember, like, you know, especially, like, my friends at, like, UCB, like, they would just be like, all right, I guess we should just come up with something that hopefully someone will want to make into a book one day, like... Uh, like, was that ever, like, 
in your mind once it's kind of started happening? Yeah, I mean, there was definitely, that definitely was like a very specific period yeah. of maybe like two years where there was a lot of like blog to book deals right. about these sort of single topic kind of things. Um, and during that time, during that time, I was really, the main blog that I did for maybe like four years or something was called Sorry I Missed Your Party. And it was mm-hmm. like just funny party pictures with right. like my captions. Um, <laughs> and like, and that was, had gotten, you know, sort of popular and it's, you know, other, other people other that I didn't know read right. it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I sort of, there had been vaguely maybe some interest. Someone had once contacted me about, you know, I was sort of hoping, oh boy, this is my chance to sure. like, I have this popular single topic blog. And they were, I got contacted by a book agent and they were like, so do you have the rights to these pictures? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then that kind of ended it. Right, so. right. But there was an idea at some point that like, it would be awesome to be able to somehow sort of maybe even monetize this or get paid yeah. for this stuff. I mean, I, before I sort of, I mean, it, it very, I mean, this is also, I mean, it's such a, a weird, a weird time, his piece of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for a while, ran ads on my site, which didn't, I mean, like, my, I got banned from Google ads <laughs> for having too much NSFW material on there. <laughs> So I couldn't run Google ads, so I like ran some like Bobo, I don't even know what, you know, brand of ads, like one of these weird third party things. And I think it, they were really ugly and they were always terrible. And I think it made like, you know, $60 a month or something. I ran it for a month and I was like, you know what, this, this pays for the whatever I paid GoDaddy and I'm out. You know, that's, I broke even on this. Right. Um, I'm done. Oh, GoDaddy. Because it's just sort of like, this is not, it's not like I'm raking in the dough here. Yeah. It's just like, right. it's really cheapening the brand. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's sort of, you know, there wasn't, it was sort of a weird thing where you could run ads, but if you, unless you're a huge website, you can't make money from running ads. And then there was sort of the, you know, this was a time where all these blog to book deals were happening and, but I was using people's pictures that right. I had not sure. yeah. gotten permission to use. Right. Um, and so that, you know, never materialized either. But, um, you know, Hakuna Matata. Exactly. <laughs> so positive. As we like to say in the, uh, in, the, um, in the business world. It was a weird time, though. Like, it was yeah, just like I mean, there it, was a burst. Like I, like I said, like legitimately, it would just be like me and one other friend. It would just be like, I don't know, uh, I had like uh, chipmunks as, as, as movie stills. Yeah. Like, well, that yeah. were like, it's just like, and then be like, I don't even want to do that. Like, I don't yeah. care enough. But there also seems like there's a kind of confluence of what BuzzFeed is doing mm-hmm. and then what you're doing and the timing seemed to be really like you're it's sort of a, a, a same mentality although I think the stuff that you were doing was you know I, I, subversive might be the right word but when I you know I said sophisticated before like who, who thinks of like stand-up style like it, <laughs> right. oh, you know it's it's fantastic so I mean talk about like the um Sort of like the BuzzFeed model of like listicles. Excuse me. I sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean just, to use that word. <laughs> I, that word is disgusting. Your mouth a little bit there. The, the word is this, but the idea of like crowdsourced content mm-hmm. and just the the way that the, like the direction in which it seems like everything is going. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not necessarily about um, uh, articles with a beginning, middle, and end, right? As opposed to kind of factoids. 
that are arranged easily to you know uh, to pick up. Like it just it's, and it seems like BuzzFeed has kind of led the charge in terms of kind of curating the stuff and, and throwing it out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting is that I mean, sort of in the the internet just changes really fast in sort of the trends and appetites um, for things and like. The trend and appetite for like a straight up listicle, I think, is perhaps <laughs> waned a little bit. Right. I mean, a little, just in the sense of like, here are twenty nine pictures of like a dog wearing a hat. Right. Um, and like, we don't really do that anymore. I think um, because it is a little. I don't know. I mean, it it depends. Depends what the material is. Right. But um, I mean, I think that that so maybe... there's so many twenty one best side boops that yeah. are out there on like terrible websites. But there's also, <laughs> but you have you can mix that with mm-hmm. actually like some thought provoking, insightful like journalism as yeah. well, which right. seems yeah. to be like a really tricky balance mm-hmm. that BuzzFeed is kind of currently pulling off. And then when you get like the old gray lady. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about my grandmother. I'm talking about <laughs> the New York Times <laughs> sort of being like, hey, we want to follow this right. model yeah. that you that, that BuzzFeed is clearly on to mm-hmm. something in terms of uh, not necessarily like, you know, the irreverence, but just the, the model with sponsored articles and all that kind of. Yeah. I mean, stuff. it's a really like it's a pretty like fucked up concept because they BuzzFeed, I think they just make stuff people like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, you know, right, a pretty decent concept. <laughs> right. I think that's sort of at the end of the day, that's what it is, yeah, I right. guess. It's like, this is what people like. Um, yeah, I think that other, you know, it's hard to say exactly, you know, is the New York Times, I think that they are going to start doing some sort of, I mean, it, it sort of makes sense. It's, you know, do you remember that... Um, there was a little bit of a kerfluffle where the Church of Scientology had paid for a sponsored post on yes. theatlantic.com. But sure, it was yeah. like, it was kind of like a weirdly like over the top, like insane thing. Um, it was a really fine line. Um, but like, you know, I think that, I think, I think the business model is solid. And it also, I mean, what you were saying before about mm-hmm. stuff that people like really just comes down to like doing quality work in right. a lot of ways and have, and people are going to recognize that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think the reason people like the stupid listicle things is because, like, they're really fun to read. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, like, they just are. Right. Um, I mean, they're and not And because you can go stupid, through them quick. You know? Like, you know, if you don't like it, you, you know, you haven't invested a huge amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's another reason people like it. Like, it's like, if you see one, if you click on one and you don't, it, it ends up not being your cup of tea. All you did is just saw, like, a bunch of, you know, photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some extent. Um, and then if you, you know, but if you, obviously, like, you know, 21, whatever it is, like, if it's something you like, then you're going to be really psyched. Could you just get a whole burst of it? Yeah. In one. And, and what about the idea of it all being, well, not all of it, but, uh, being crowdsourced from like from the people as opposed to having just like these are these are art this our staff mm-hmm. of writers um well does, there is so there's like a community like anyone can post to buzzfeed mm-hmm. um and a lot of the stuff so there there's one editor whose job it is just all day long to sift through the stuff people post and a lot of it is um a lot of it's sort of spam mm-hmm. from like you know, just like a link to something. Um, and then sometimes there's really, really great stuff and it's, you know, it's people who are sort of using it as a platform to do their own weird creative thing that like they just kind of do for fun. Um, Mm. as like a one-off people do it, you know, some, 
guy, a teenager, used it to ask his girlfriend to prom or something like 15 reasons Jennifer should go to prom with me. <laughs> like, right. you know. That one doesn't necessarily make a top pay. Like, <laughs> doesn't necessarily. <laughs> but it's sort of, you know, I think people, you know, the platform is open to people to do what they want. Right. Um, and then, you know, and I think people like doing something that, you know, only the good stuff gets picked to go right. to the front page. And, you know, people like that. Yeah. They like doing good stuff. There's some, um, it's democratic. It's a reward. Too. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know it's what? It's a meritocracy. There you, uh, there you go. I want to just, just as kind of also a side note, when Cracked kind of reinvented, because uh-huh. yeah. I think of Cracked and I think of Sylvester P. Yeah. Smythe, and you know, it's a, oh, it was mm-hmm. a mad knockoff. I, yeah, but I still had yeah. a Cracked hat that I wore. Oh no, no, Cracked was definitely at a I couple still, orchid I, shows. I still, I definitely enjoyed Cracked. But it was clearly, it was always the poor man's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah, didn't have the fold over in the back. Right. No, yeah, no Al There was Jaffe. a period where I decided, though, when I was younger, that that was my magazine. Uh, just to be really? difficult. Really? Just to be a difficult. Wow, I was, I've been difficult since guy. I was like eight. Uh, the moment I could be a jerk about yeah. something. Well, but they, yeah. I it was mean, a bad choice. Don't get me wrong. But as someone who I don't, and I don't frequent their site uh, very often, but the fact that they managed to completely like rebrand themselves yeah. and have like millions of followers and do sort of a, I mean, you know, it, it seems like it's clearly more comedy based in mm-hmm. terms of what they do. I don't know. I just think it's so weird that they've retained the name. Which really didn't really have a whole lot of cachet. I no. Mean, no offense to Sylvester P. Smythe. Well, because besides that, what do you remember from Cracks? Not, uh, yeah. Not much of it. Like, you can remember, like, what happens in Mad and the yeah, different of sections of mm-hmm. Mad, but uh, there I, I wasn't don't know. I anything. I just think it's to... fascinating that, like, it's become a completely different entity with, like, a very weirdly structured way of, you know, submitting articles. And they also do videos mm-hmm. and get, like, millions of hits. And the stuff is fairly. It's like the mad TV of websites right. where it's like, it's, you know, it's solid, yeah. you know, but it's, it gets the it's job meat done. and potatoes mm-hmm. right. uh, stuff. Speaking of meat and potatoes, um, <laughs> the, uh, how's that for a second? I'm waiting the, to see what it is. So it seems like you've also been able to apply that kind of scavenger aesthetic to Twitter as well mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, some of the, the the blogs you've made about literally just like looking up phrases. <laughs> this cold is kicking my ass. You know, oh, I just, love that one. But just the idea, like, uh, where does the, <laughs> I'm just just to pick your brain for a second. Where does the idea of like, like I'm going to search for a phrase and see what happens? You know, I think it all goes back to my days of sitting at the computer with Google. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I I really like. Searching, which is not, I think, something that people do for to discover cool new content anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not necessarily looking for cool new content. I'm looking for like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it was. I think that it would probably the concept of like searching out people saying the same thing over and over and over again. I probably first. Saw Hermit Thrush do. Are you okay. familiar with this character? I, I've heard the name. I mean, we should. We definitely need to talk about the idea of weird, weird Twitter. for our mm-hmm. listeners who may not know what that mm-hmm. is. Can you give us just like a brief so breakdown? Weird Twitter. <laughs> for the listener, Katie is doing air quotes. Um, it's sort of you know a group of people on Twitter who all like kind of know each other and talk to each other and kind of mostly came from something awful forums but Mm. now also just a lot of other people um and sort of have this very specific 
sense of humor that's, I mean, kind of in the way that when you talk amongst a group in any sort of online setting, you develop your own language, your sure. own in-jokes, those right. kind of things. Um, and weirdly has become, I mean, it's sort of an interesting thing too, just in the sense of Twitter isn't necessarily the kind of place where people find friends, right. you know, yeah. you wouldn't, or you wouldn't create a, maybe you would like meet a person, become friendly, you know, online, back and forth, but you wouldn't find like a group of friends, like a, a yeah. bunch of people right. who are all talking to each other who don't know each other in real life. I don't right. think that's something that happens very much on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really lend itself to that. Um, but, uh, but somehow this group has. And right. so... I think sort of just by dint that they were the only group doing this and sort of became sort of larger and more amorphous um, and also just really, really funny, sort of like kept sort of doing these weird ways of sort of cracking through to the mainstream a yeah. little bit, largely by doing sort of pranks and stunts that would sort of garner some attention. And, you know, more and more people started to start following some of those people and they became sort of in their own right Twitter celebrities. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and they were all just, you know, really funny, weird people. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're funny. But Hermit Thrush is, uh, he's one of them, but he's kind of like, the best way I can describe this is like, you know, you know, when you're like in high school, maybe, and like there's one guy that you always like is in your group of friends, but like, like everyone kind of hates that person yes. but they kind of like but no one ever it, it never comes no to you to be, to be like yeah. don't come or like i mean this yeah i don't know like somehow weirdly he's just there in the group right. and everyone just make he's kind of the butt of everyone's jokes or something um that's not exactly the best way of describing herbert thrush because also i think a lot of people respect him in his yeah. his own rights but he's just sort of um I mean, he's like a classic internet troll kind of, right. but, um, he also, I think he really, you know, he walks the walk. Like he yeah. is a, um, 28 year old virgin who lives in his parents' house. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> right. And is overweight and unemployed. Yeah. Um, and he's so funny. He's just really, really funny, but also incredibly mean. Like right. he just sort of yells at people. I mean, not yells, but, yeah. but he's really amazing at like sort of, finding the one way to like troll you in the way that you can't even respond sure. to uh -huh. like he's sort of he's just a master of it but it, it's uh. you know the the, uh, the whole thing it's it, i mean because it, it does feel like it comes from message board culture yeah. clearly yeah. yeah just for clarity like because i actually remember seeing it in that the weird twitter article but like mm -hmm. what is something awful like i never went to it or never I think saw it, was just, it. it was just kind of yeah. like a you know a message board but what was there a it purpose was... originally or like like why does it exist like it only in that like i know like both me and, like we looked at like like punk message boards yeah. there was mm -hmm. like bco board.crucial.org and like it was kind of the same deal where it's like there's this whole world of all these like names that i know of where i'd go on tour and like you know a member of my band would be like oh that's snicker butt <laughs> and i'd be like oh that's snicker butt like because i just lurked i just re yeah. i read it but i knew all these people and but their i think it was terrible sort of, personalities it, it definitely wasn't music but it was like sort of was it sort no, of like I, a 4chan type yeah but it, it has it has sort of like a front page mm -hmm. which is a, you know it has writers and people who write articles for it and it's mostly so like a comedy site right um and then it has forums where anyone can post yeah. and it's the it's kind of like a cracked in the front reddit in the back <laughs> right um and so those forums like you know there was a bunch of different ones and you know some 
they all have their different weird cultures. Right. Um, and there was one particular message board where, like, you know, everyone sort of got to know each other and, you know, you create these sort of ways of joking that everyone recognizes right. and stuff. And, and uh, there's that additional layer. Of, it may, it's funny, but it's also like you have to be internet literate. Yeah. yeah. To sort of get the overarching, yeah. like, why this is funny. I mean, mm-hmm. in some ways, like, I guess, like, we are a little bit talking about before, like, the idea of weird, because I didn't even know that term, but I knew most of the people, like, that are involved in mm-hmm. that world, like, just, like, their names, and I looked at, like, it, it feels like somewhat of a logical extension to me, actually, just because, like, I, I'm confused by people who use Twitter not for comedy, like, mm-hmm. like, normal people, like, yeah. honestly, like, people are just, like, so blessed like you know it's like a lot of like my wife's like mm-hmm. friends or like like teachers or whatever yeah like she, i'll look at the, her like feed and like my wife's really funny and then the rest of the people are just like what a day yeah like, and i'm just like cool what do you i don't know what's go why would you be here with your 32 followers yeah. like uh and it seems confusing to me to not be using it for comedy uh in a crazy way but i think actually that brings up an interesting point and this is something that going back to like you were like this cold is kicking my ass we talking about kids or like teenagers now who don't know from not having yeah. right. the internet so twitter is just another um you know outlet to right. you know like like I, you, I think you definitely did one where it was like you know i hate my dad or my dad you know my yeah. dad hit me or something like the fact is is that it's there's there's no taboo or even a second thought about mm-hmm. sending out a message. And it's not even like private chat. Right. It's the idea that like, this is just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I'm broadcasting my life through all of these platforms to the most mundane thing, you know, that, yeah. or, or my dad hit me is probably not that mundane. <laughs> right. like, I hate my dad or dad's drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I get stabbed behind all those. But it, and it's, and, and, and you know, again, not to dissect why it's funny, but it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it, it, pl- it plays on this idea. Like, my, um, you know, one of my uh, cousins, said, you know, who was in high school, uh, or this is one of my cousin's kids, you know, using Facebook as a mean, you know, he's not in college yet and getting right. very personal on it. I mean, this is, this is an article. This is like a discussion that like the mm-hmm. fucking Pat Robertson in the 400 sure. club could have. But it's that idea <laughs> that like, <laughs> the idea that you're not allowed to make mistakes in private anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Growing up like we did. And not that this is necessarily going to haunt you per se, but it might. Sure. You know? It's a concept, Pat. I got gotcha. you. But, so, but this idea of kind of using that as mm-hmm. fodder for comedy. Right. Is so is maybe it's not a twenty first century. I mean, because I'm sure people were doing this all along, but the yeah. medium is the message, yeah. says Marshall McLuhan. I mean, I think yes. that one of the things that the makes or the the weird Twitter people are so adept at is that they they are very skilled at using the internet and skilled at using Twitter, and they understand sort of right. the idioms and how to use it. And their favorite target is people who don't. People right. who are like, don't really understand how to use Twitter properly and are doing sort of stupid things. Like, they're just, that's I think why they liked, um, trolling corporate customer service accounts sure. so much mm-hmm. because they would just do these like increasing, increasing, like, absurd complaints to xbox support right and like xbox support would always like treat them as if they were real because they didn't (laughs) understand that they were just being like they were just dutifully trying to like help out and stuff um and i think that's sort of the same with teens is that like teens don't 
fully understand how to use the internet. I mean, in this, like, they don't know how to be normal on the internet, so it's easy to sort of, like, poke fun of them. I mean, I think that, I guess that, for me, the thing that, like, the the elements of, like, that world that I appreciate are, like, I mean, it's also, it is that element of, again, punk stuff, where it's, like, you got the, like, the DIY, like, element now that you can Mm -hmm. be able to kind of craft jokes if you want to. Uh, to anyone who will listen, but also it feels it is that lot we were talking about again before. It's this like at Twitter and like and like some of the people in like weird Twitter world who mm-hmm. are able to use it really well are like this logical extension of essentially Jack Handy, like yeah. this logical extension of deep thoughts into like you know like those were like these perfect jokes, but like it's like you know people who are able to do that like. I just end up appreciating it. Like, you know, people are just really know how to use the 140 characters. Yeah, yeah. Really well. Is there ever a thought that this stuff, like, has no real shelf life and is essentially there forever? Right. And that, like, we will turn around and we're 75 and we'll be able to look back on, you know, whatever is today is June 18th, 2013 for the listener. (laughs) Um, like this is what you did on this day and you have this record through all of these platforms of your, I mean, is that right? What do you think about that? I think that I don't think that when we're 75, a lot of this stuff will be around. I think that link rot is a very serious and real issue, uh, pressing issue. I mean, for, for the listener and our hosts. Yeah. Maybe someone who doesn't know what you're talking about. Link rot is when you, um, like, let's say you're looking at some web page that has some links on it. The web page is kind of older. Right. Sometimes you click on those links and they're dead links. Right. They're not, they go to a page that doesn't exist anymore. Um, a lot of times images disappear. Um, you know, all of GeoCities is gone. Right. Um, which is, you know, a, just a huge amount of what you, yeah. I mean, it's basically right. like the internet got wiped out pre 2003. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Um, and you know, and I, I start to see that even on like newspaper websites, um, a lot of old news stories are are broken, um, Mm -hmm. because I think that, you know, a a lot of times it's like local news newspapers or like the local, you know, Fox affiliate had some, you know, local story and it'll show up in a Google search, but when you click on it, the page is not there. Um, so it just, I mean... Something like that, where it's the, you know, local news, newspaper, they have just, they've been running content for who knows how long, and they're just, meh, you know. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I don't know exactly the specifics of how that works, but even on something like Twitter, which, you know, probably won't be around when we're 75, um, I've started noticing that it's sort of capped off. You, you can't retweet certain older tweets past a certain date. So yeah. they were sort of kind enough to recently open up search to more than just three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if you can find a tweet that's, you know, from 2011, 2010, and you try to retweet it, you just can't. Like nothing happens. Um, and so something with that functionality is broken. Like the, I don't know. So that content will just, you can't resurface it anymore. So, like it exists out yeah. there, but, right. you know, it's sort of, it's like link fade. That's, it's like Marty McFly's photo and back to the future. Yeah. A lot like that. Yeah. So I should start microfiching all of my. <laughs> yeah, tweets. I would definitely recommend Print that. them all out. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'll go buy some paper. It's uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, 
I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fantastic uh, wrestling article that you had written about the the local indie oh. promotion. And was it the wrestling school? It's or? called the uh, Warriors of Wrestling. Okay. So, um, well, was what, the name of the school? What is your what's your relationship to the product these days? Are you still are you are you still watching uh, on a regular I'm, basis? Occasionally, when I'm watching TV and I see that it's on, I'll like flip it on. Um, yeah, when there's not much on Monday night, and you're just like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess it's raw. A little I mean, bit. I think what's actually even more depressing is it's more likely that it's on Friday night. Like, oh, yeah, Monday night I have lots of great content to watch, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. but <laughs> Friday night I have. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, I've, I already cleared out the DVD. Can I watch Ghost Adventures? But so had much? you had you gotten into had you been into it growing up, or was the attitude error in college like your first? Uh, I you know I went through the like you know the sort of when I was a kid the eighties phase yeah. the whole Kogan years. Um, I was into it. You know, it was like Saturday morning. I would watch mm-hmm. it after cartoons, and then, um, and then yeah, it was like I guess I was like a senior and junior in high school. I sort of started getting back into it, like kind of half ironically, I think. Sure, of course. but sure. then. Like half ironically, but then it's This is actually really amazing. Then you actually start yeah. to Most like second. it. I heard he turns to reality pretty <laughs> quickly. Well, no, because I remember yeah. I think I must have been a freshman when I'd come home, my buddies and I and this was when Goldberg this was the Monday Night Wars, WCW yeah. was, right. was really good at yeah. the time and, and Raw had Stone Cold. So so it was actually so you're getting into it iron semi ironically at first, but then you're actually captivated by what's going on. Yeah. that's happened to me. It, for a lot of things in my life, like <laughs> haircuts, <laughs> clothing, um, it, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was really into the Attitude Era, probably from like 97 to 2001. I yeah. was, I never missed a single episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I had my, I had a boyfriend my freshman year of college who was also really into it. So we would watch it together and that was a great bonding experience. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of timed that around the time that we broke up, that's sort of when I sort of, you Fizzled. know, right. stopped watching yeah. so much. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was really fun. Like I went to, I've been to see it live a bunch of, course, of times, yeah. you know, I think I've even been to a, I think I've been to a WrestleMania, but it might've oh. not, it might've been like a Survivor Series. I'm oh, trying yeah. to remember really hard A pay-per-view hard event. Right. Yeah. It was like a pay-per-view event. It was on a Sunday night and I went with my mom. <laughs> and my mom, I mean, like, my, when I started watching wrestling, my mom could not be, like, more irritated because, like, <laughs> she thought that, I mean, she was just not into it. Yeah. And, um, she, we, we went to this, you know, I think that this might have even been that summer where I was living at home or something that was like parking garage, survivor yeah. series was happening that summer and i was like mom we're gonna go <laughs> yeah. and she had a blast because it's really yeah. fun to see it live like no one can go to see it live and right. have a bad time it's kind of like going to a baseball game no of course yeah. a couple a couple of weeks ago i went to a local indie show in queens mm-hmm. 10 minutes from here in a high school at a catholic high school uh, and the main event was Scott Steiner That's versus uh, whoever the local guy was, Marty Janetti from the Rockers. Uh, it was great. And it, there were 150 people yeah. there. They kept the lights on. We were ringside. Nice. Um, so for the listener, go, go, to see, Queens. go see some <laughs> some live pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, okay, Katie, to, to bring this full circle, uh-huh. question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. What do you think of the word gig? gig. I like it. Is it short for anything? Uh, to my knowledge, I don't think no. so. I think it's Latin. 
Doesn't it sound like it should be short for like yeah. gigament or yeah. something? I think <laughs> it seems like it should be. I don't know if yeah. it is actually. We should probably research I wonder if you that have a gang of a shirt and you just want to abbreviate. Yeah, you're wearing a gig I got a gig hug. shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what do other people say? Do people not like that word? Is this we, a divisive it, word? It is a, yeah. It's definitely a divisive word. If you come from sort of an underground uh, music background, you're mm-hmm. you're a show person. Yeah, you guys see shows. Yeah. A lot of comics, though, have no problems. I'm doing a gig tonight. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that I think it's weird to call a music performance a gig. Right. I feel like that's like a Britishism or something, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, I, I mean, imagine. It's a British thing, sure. a jam band like thing. Yeah. Like, uh, um, yeah, you would say show. Yeah. I feel like a yeah comedy would say gig, and then I feel like an old person would say gig, like you know. Yeah. I don't well, know. hence my my eighty five year old grandmother, who at the time mm-hmm. I my cousin was married to this guy who played in like wedding bands and stuff, and he could mm-hmm. never come to family functions got because according to my grandmother, he's got a gig. <laughs> so, so anyway, Katie, listen, a lot of stuff going on here <laughs> between Buzzfeed, Twitter, the blogs. Keep it up. Maybe there's a book deal in the future. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know. All I know is that we have we have a lot uh, a lot to look forward to, mm-hmm. and we just want you to get home safe. <laughs> Worst gig ever. <laughs>